Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to thank you all for stopping by the podcast again, Online Dating in 2022, What You Should and Should Not Expect. I'm your host, Drew Knight, and this is episode nine, Exploring Dating Trends. So we have a lot of cool information concerning things that are happening now on the dating scene, things that you may or may not have heard about. So we'll be bringing that right back to you. Thanks again for joining. And we'll be right back. Yes. Welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen. And first and foremost, I would like to continue to give props to all of the people who are supporting the project. All of the people that stop by the podcast and take a listen. Thank you so much. It has been absolutely awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, we're already up to episode nine and we're looking to do a hundred thousand of these episodes or enough episodes to get everybody hooked up and booed up with somebody. So uh, (laughs) just joking, a hundred thousand episodes. Whoa, that's a lot. Uh, But no, Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate the support. Please continue to do so. In 2022, we're starting a new year. And with the new year, we want to talk a little bit about dating trends. But before we get to that, I have some very exciting news. This Tuesday, January 18th, I'll be doing the first in-studio interview with Carolyn C. Money Merman and my girl, Kate G. These are two people that are really close to me. Um, Before I even thought about this whole online dating thing, these were two people that were kind of, uh, they had already started the process. They had been going through the process, which is something interesting. And we have an episode coming up. We have a show coming up talking about how this particular occurrence is happening now, earlier and earlier, you know. Um, In previous episodes, I talked a little bit about how the dating pool, the largest sector of it was age 45 to 54. And that is quickly, that's rapidly changing. It's evolving. And we're going to put together some really good stats and we're going to put together an episode and talk about what that looks like. But these two young ladies here are millennials and they're going to be in the studio on the 18th, Tuesday, the 18th. We get the chance to do the interview and they will have the opportunity to talk through what their experiences has been like. Hopefully we can kind of get a little bit of juice out of them, get a little bit of get a little bit of dirt, you know, find out some things that they did right, find out some things that they did wrong. But it's going to be awesome. First interview, you guys are going to be privy to it. Episode nine. Of course, over the course of time, we're going to step it up. We're going to have some. I mean, who knows? We're going to take this thing. We're going to ride it to the wheels fall off. Okay. Online dating 2022, what you should and should not expect. We're here. It's 2022. You have to set. And we have some really cool things concerning online dating in 2022 coming up concerning dating trends. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and hop in. Just wanted to share that news with you right quick. Uh, But yeah, there are some new trends emerging in the online dating stratosphere. And and to be honest with you, most of these things started or had their roots in 2021. Um, But they uh, we fully expect research shows that these things are expected to evolve and get stronger in 2022. These trends. 
uh, will continue to emerge in uh, 2022. And some of it is driven, of course, by the onset of the pandemic, the emergence of COVID-19, because that really changed the way we meet people. That really changed. And as a matter of fact, the dating websites got a huge boon from that because more and more people had to resort to online dating versus going out to events and stuff to meet people. So we want to we want to make sure that anytime that we have some stats, anytime we have trends, we want to be able to get them to you in a timely fashion. Some of these things you guys may be aware of, some of them you may not be aware of, but at the end of the day, what's our mission? Our mission statement is to bring you the things that you need to have to help you get booed up <laughs> in 2022. So that's what this is about. Uh, the latest research shows that some apps uh, and anytime there are apps, Bumble, Match, eHarmony, uh, you name it, that goes out and gets this research. I want to know about it because I like to see if it's practical and I like to see if it applies to what we're talking about. This happens to apply to what we're talking about. So you've got articles in the independent that were super cool and very informative. And then you have the research the dating apps did that was super cool and very informative. And that's what I try to bring you guys to make sure that you're equipped to navigate these mean online dating streets. So the latest research shows that most people were looking to change their dating tendencies going into 2022. So you ask, what does that mean? It means a lot. There is a lot in this. Uh, some of these new trends um, that were uncovered by apps like Bumble uh, include uh, fast forwarding, uh, which is where you change what you're looking for in a partner. 61% of people now say they're looking for someone that is emotionally available. That was always somewhat of an issue. Now it is the biggest issue. And I think that has to do with everything that's going on in this crazy life of ours. There is so much that happens now that's mind blowing. So many firsts, so many things that we never thought we'd see or have to deal with that are happening that being emotionally available is or emotion or if you're emotionally unavailable, that those are things that have to be dealt with. Now, those are things that you have to take into consideration. And I know I, I get it. It sounds like a paradigm. I want someone that's emotionally available and I want someone that's emotionally available. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. It's not a paradigm. And I'm going to tell you why. Just I mean, you guys know I try and keep it light on the show and try and keep it, you know, somewhat comical. But at the same time, I want to drop science. And this is science because one of the reasons I could really relate to this is because for the longest time, I was emotionally unavailable. Um, and you say, okay, well, Drew, how did you get there? You get there by putting up walls and guarding against the things that you feel uh, you don't want to have to deal with. You, you know, when you're young and you are a young buck or you are a young missus, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, the the uh, bell of the ball and you get scars, they heal quickly, you move on. You know, when you get to be uh, a little older, those scars don't heal as quickly. So you tend to guard against the things that you feel like that may give you scars and you start to put up walls and you start to insulate yourself from things that may go sideways or may take a bad turn. And because of those things, because of some of those things, you will become 
emotionally unavailable. You say, what does that mean? Well, psychologist in Vermont, Dr. Lindsay Jernigan states it as that person is not comfortable feeling their own emotions, not to mention the inability to share those emotions with potential mates, nor to be responsive to someone else's feelings and emotions uh, and how to deal with that. And that's kind of where, you know, I may have passed up a really good opportunity with a really awesome person because I was emotionally unavailable. I I just felt like, why go through all of this work if it's something that's going to to end? You you know, I was, um, my last relationship was 17 years. If that's not supposed to be forever, then, and don't get me wrong, I know there's people that's been together for 30, 40, 50 years, but my mindset at my age, I was like 17 years is a really long time. This is my forever person and this is what it's going to be until it's not. Um, As I mentioned in some earlier episodes, when you go through the process of deciphering what happened and trying to figure out what went wrong and being really honest, brutally honest about where you're at, where you're not, where she's at, where she's not, it it can be eye opening. So you start to feel like I started to feel like, is it worth it? Can I be happy just eating my hot wings and fishing and playing golf and just doing my thing? Can I be happy like that? Uh, Can I be happy without that female companionship? And you, you, you can. I just want you to know you you can, but it, it, I, I don't think it's the greatest kind of happiness. Do you know what I'm saying? You you want to be able to. It, it's OK to miss people. I mean, the overarching idea behind this, the overarching message behind this is this. It's OK to miss that companionship because we are creatures of companionship and th- that's how we thrive. You know, to be the absolute best of who we are, to be the absolute best person we want to be. Most times that's inspired by other people. It's what those other people bring into our lives that make us want to be protectors, that make us want to be the best person or the best version of ourselves. So you have to understand and you have to come to the realization that that is okay. And when you start to break it down, when you start to break you down, you know, sometimes you're on time with it and sometimes you might be a tad bit too late. You know, I was having a conversation with a young lady and that topic came up and I, I, I wanted to be honest. You know, I didn't want to be misleading by any means. I wanted to be honest. And the question of being emotionally available was still somewhat of a question. Have I done some work in that environment or have I done some work in that area? Yeah, I've done some work in that area. I now know it's okay to miss companionship, to miss the touch of a woman, to miss the most important thing that has to do with you growing and being a better person, not only for you, but for those people around you. And so I can relate when if 61% of people say they're looking for someone that's emotionally available. A while ago, I thought, hey, that was just some really snazzy, cool thing to say. Well, it's not because you do have to work through things to become emotionally available, especially when you look and you see divorce and you look and you see separated and you look and you see, I haven't been in a relationship in a while. I haven't been in a relationship for eight years. You know, you've got people. I never wondered how that could be. I never knew how that can be when I was in a relationship. I was like, how can you go eight years without a relationship? That's crazy. But 
when you find yourself outside of that relationship and you start to build the castle around that beloved thing that we call our hearts. Now I see how that can happen. So when people say, I'm going to put myself out there, or I'm okay with trying again, or I'm ready to date again, it all makes sense now. So if it doesn't make sense to you now, it will keep waking up, keep living, keep learning. It's going to happen. It will come to you, you know? So that's just a little bit about my story and the realization that being emotionally available or being emotionally unavailable is a very real thing. So getting back to the trends, some of the other trends is staying consciously single. Uh, there are people who are feeling, as a matter of fact, 50, 53% of people say they've realized it's okay to be alone for a while. Now, we don't want to confuse that with being emotionally unavailable. They're just saying it's okay to be alone for a while because of the present circumstances concerning maybe a COVID-19 or the pandemic. It, it, so it, it's, it, it, it's quite all right to kind of do your own thing and immerse into yourself knowing consciously and subconsciously that you are available if the right situation presents itself. Also trending, more and more people are planning to be more mindful and purposeful in how they date. Now, how do you unwrap all that? What does that actually mean? I think that means that I ain't tearing up no headboards until I'm sure that this is the person I want to tear up headboards with for the long run. I kind of think that's what it is. Now, some people are going to say, no, 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 no. It's not all about that. It kind of is not all about that, but that has a lot to do with it uh, because the research further states that 35 percent of people will consider going on a date with uh, no alcohol consumption. Those are called dry dates, going on dry dates. I, I don't I, I, I don't know if I could do that. I, I usually have a glass of wine or I usually have a bourbon in Canada dry to just kind of get loosened up. You know, now don't get me wrong. I am a hell of a person prior to that. Anyway, you know, I'm a very outspoken, outgoing type of person. So but that does kind of temper me a little bit and gets me in a pretty good mindset and I'm, I'm always laid back. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I get into the groove relatively easy and I do a lot to try and make sure that the person sitting across from me is at ease. I don't want you to be nervous. I want you to be who you are because that's the version of you I want to see. I don't want to see the version of you that uh, I know nothing about or that is going to be there for just that night and then gone forever. I want to see the version of you that I get to look forward to for forever and ever. So I want you to be as comfortable as possible. I want you to say now nah, I don't want you saying things that are crazy because that happens too. you can get too comfortable. You can get too comfortable. You can kind of overindulge. You can kind of say things and make a person say, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Take that back. Please, please unhear that. Unhear that. Even though, you know, you can't unhear that. So I do want you to be comfortable. I do want you to be able to have a conversation about what you're looking for. And, you know, if it's some of these things, some of these emerging trends, then I want to hear about those as well. But at the same time, uh, I just want to know that we're having a good time. We're in a good mindset and we both are emotionally available. 70% of daters are now saying they're getting over the chilling effects that the pandemic had on PDAs. 
public displays of affection. And there was a time when I'm assuming people got really, really, really uptight about that because of COVID. There was probably also a situation where people were a whole lot less hesitant or a whole lot more hesitant to go on dates, which during the pandemic, because of that particular reason. But now with everything that's happened, um, people are more inclined to participate in public displays of affection, uh, PDAs. Uh, and, and, and I'm cool with that. I, I mean, I like that. If I like a person, I, I like to hold hands. I uh, And we will have, <laughs> that brings about another interesting thing. We got to have an episode about love languages and how that pertains to online dating, who you look for, who you choose to uh, start to spend time with or who you choose to start to pursue. Uh, so we have to have that topic. We, we have to have that episode that goes over that topic and fully flesh this out. Because when you're talking about PDAs, it can fall within that spectrum. I love to hold hands again. Like I said, I love to maybe touch you on the small of your back. I love to sit next to you, you know, and all of those things were things that you were kind of hesitant to do with uh, with uh, COVID. So now that it's starting to be more manageable and it's a pandemic that we are, I, I don't know if we're getting control of it because every time we think we do something new arrives and all of this thing, the whole game may change again. Who knows? You know, we went from COVID to Delta variant being scary to Omicron to who knows what the next piece of this whole puzzle is going to be. But for now, 70% of daters feel like they are okay with PDAs again, with the current status of how things are concerning the pandemic. And then we talked a little bit about hesitating, but then there's also hesitating, which has been defined as being or feeling non-committal about dating and unsure about being serious or dating casually because life is absolutely crazy right now. So that's that's a trend that the, the whole hesitating thing is a trend that is really big, especially with certain age groups, um, because life is changing a lot right now. It's ever evolving. And this makes up a small but significant piece of what our lives look like. And we want to add, we would like to be able to meet someone that just adds value to who we are and what we do. And that would be everybody's wish that entertains an online dating site or an online dating app. But we all know it doesn't always work like that. So um, when it comes to hesitating, that is a real thing, you know. Uh, now I would say this, be careful, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, be careful, be careful, uh, and cautious about the casual dating, because those things also have to be treated like a real relationship at certain points in time, regardless of the understanding that you guys have. And you do want to be able to always go back and reestablish what that understanding is and make sure both participants are aware of what it is that is owed to one another and what's not owed to one another. So with every aspect, every piece and every part of this online dating scope, there are going to be things that have to be understood and you don't have to worry about it. You want to know why? Because that's 
my job. That's our job here at Online Dating in 2022. We're going to bring you the things that you need. We're going to bring you the things that you need to know to allow you to be able to operate and drive this Ferrari in 2022. So that's some of the emerging trends in 2022. We've got more coming up. We've got a quick break and then we'll be right back. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, so welcome back and wanted to finish the show by just going over some of the dating trends. So some of the things that happen that everyone's aware of, some of them, I mean, some of you guys are aware of what these terms mean. Some of you may not be aware of what these terms mean, but you've witnessed it happen to you. So we wanted to just kind of go over these terms and trends right quick, and we'll start from the top one of the most important and some of them are relevant. Some of them are not quite as relevant. And we hope that uh, the good ones you're privy to and the ones that are not so good that you never have to experience. That's what our hope is for you here at online dating in 2022. So again, we'll start from the top very first, probably the number one most negative trend is going to be ghosting, ghosting the dreaded ghost. So you say, what is it? Well, you, let's just say you're talking to someone, you've met someone, you go on a date or maybe some dates and you might have even had a frisee around the tango tree. Don't ask me where I got that from. I have no clue. I heard it somewhere, but it was used in reference to sex. All right. And you just get ghosted. You just, I mean, you text, you don't get a response. You call, you don't get an answer. Uh, everything just comes to a screeching halt. Ghosting is a bad thing. And it's one of the things that gives this online dating thing a bad name. So the uh, uh, ghosting guys, we, I mean, if all possible, you want to stay away from, if you've got somebody you feel like is really dangerous, then I guess that warrants the ability to or that warrants the right to ghost a person. But if uh, you guys are supposed to have an understanding or you're going through this process trying to gain some understanding, then ghosting's not a good thing. If you choose to move on, just say you chose to move on. You know, if you don't feel like it's the right fit, just say, hey, I don't feel like it's the right fit. And you did the right thing. You can walk away knowing that you did the right thing. So the ghosting piece of it is just not a good thing. So stay away from that. Uh, something, the next dating trend, number two, and some of you guys may have just, uh, been privy to this coming out of the holiday season. Uh, it being Christmas and all is scrooging. You say, what is scrooging? Well, scrooging is exactly what it sounds like it is when it comes time for Christmas or comes time for gift giving, be it Christmas, be it a birthday. Then someone goes radio silent or they choose to uh, not just reach out to you. And that's not a cool thing. I mean, those are two really important things. Your birthday, Christmas, uh, anyone that I am involved with around that time of the year. You know, if we are, if we have an understanding or we have a situationship or whatever 
we may have, then I want to be able to make that a special time for you. So birthdays, Christmas, now nah, don't get me wrong. I ain't running out for Labor Day and President's Day and Martin Luther King Day and all of those days to say, hey, I bought you a gift for uh, Cinco de Mayo. But the times when you are supposed to be are supposed to get a gift or the time when you're supposed to be reminded that it's a special time for you, be it your birthday or Christmas, then yeah, want to do the right thing. So Scrooging, yeah, you want to not be a Scrooge, people. That's just not good. And the next trend is vulturing. You say, well, what is vulturing? Vulturing is exactly what it sounds like. It's where you hang around waiting on a relationship to go bad. And when it goes bad, you come along and you pick up the scraps um, or sloppy seconds. Uh, (laughs) Stop it, Drew. Okay. Yeah, but you come around and you kind of swoop in, whether that's through a DM on social media, whether that's through reaching out to the person or whatever the case may be to pick up the pieces and try and move forward. And I guess that ain't the worst thing. I mean, people need to know that if they are coming off the rebound, that it's not them. It may have been the other person and they are still an eligible participant in the online dating scene. So call it what you may. Next dating trend is kitten fishing. So you say, well, I've heard of catfishing. I haven't heard of kitten fishing. Well, kitten fishing is pretending to be someone you're not on a date versus showing up as someone that you were supposed to be. Kitten fishing is you've made it to the date. You are the person you're supposed to be, but you choose to portray yourself as someone that you're really not. It's like catfishing, but in person to person, you know, and that can get you in trouble also because there is a certain amount of curiosity that happens and or occurs in situations like this where people have to saturate that curiosity by knowing things about you. And if you can't keep that persona or you can't keep that act up, then it's going to lead to a lack of trust, which can deteriorate the relationship. So, Again, anytime I've mentioned something in a previous episode, I'll refer you to that episode. I have mentioned this in a previous episode. You want to be you because it's always easiest being you and you can walk away knowing that, hey, I was just me. So you don't want to be caught kitten fishing and get caught up when a person thinks or you portrayed yourself to be someone that you're not. The next dating trend, number five, breadcrumbing. You say, well, what is breadcrumbing? And we've all heard things about, I don't want breadcrumbs. Don't give me breadcrumbs. Give me the whole loaf of bread or whatever the case may be. Breadcrumbing is just that. Breadcrumbing is um, not immediately and comprehensively telling the other person how much you like them. And instead, just giving them, you know, small compliments here and there. Uh, And some people say, well, you don't want to put too much out there too soon or too quick because it may scare the person off or it may feel like it gives the other person the upper hand. And, you know, guys, we're not worrying about upper hands. We're not worrying about who has the perceived power in the uh, budding relationship. What we're worried about is finding 
our forever person, that person that we want to get involved with and hopefully spend the rest of our life with and build the life with. So if you are feeling a certain way and you guys have that type of communication standard, then it's okay to tell the person you're feeling a certain way. There's nothing wrong with that. I've said that before and I said it again. I mean, it's okay to be honest. It, it, It really is. And honesty is the best policy when it comes to Uh, mentioning how you feel about a perspective or a potential uh, mate. If you don't feel like you're there or you don't feel like it's what you want, then it's okay to be honest in that respect. Or if you feel like, hey, I'm having a great time, it's okay to say, hey, I'm having a time in my life. You know, I'm super excited about what's been happening. And, you know, let's just keep it going and see how far we can take this thing. So the breadcrumbing is a trend. And it's okay to smack the person and say, hey, give me a slice of bread. Don't give me no breadcrumbs. Don't be talking about my my nails look good or who did my nails. You know, you're looking at more than my nails. You're looking at this skirt. You're looking at these jeans. You're looking at whatever the case may be. It's okay to let them know no breadcrumbing. And the six dating trend is U-turns. You say, what is U-turns? This is where someone goes full pelt into a relationship. Absolutely not breadcrumbing, but chucking the whole loaf and butter, margarine, and jelly at the person that they're dating before realizing that perhaps that person's not quite as keen on you as you are on them. So I would say take the time to read the relationship and be comfortable knowing that both of you guys are excited about what you're building. Both of you guys are excited about what's going on and both of you guys are headed in the right direction. You feel the same way because one of the mistakes you see made often is where a person feels like they can care or appreciate enough for both people and and you can't. Each person has to come to the understanding that this is the direction you want to move in. And if you can't come to that understanding or you refuse to come to that understanding, then you shouldn't be. So chuck the U-turn. Don't don't get into that. That could also be one of those things that fall under the overindulging. This is the next one. Number seven. Number seven is pretty strange. I don't know. I I don't know. I guess there are people who do this. If it's a thing, if it made the list, I could never do it. I don't know any of my friends that I would trust to handle all of my online dating communications and back and forth. But a dating trend is outsourcing where a person, and I'm thinking this is mostly, this may be more women than men because most guys, I don't know if if you think like I think, I, I just don't know if you trust your homeboy handling all communications, sending messages, setting up meet and greets or dates, whatever the case may be uh, for you. I, I just, you know, guys are going to be crazy. Guys are going to be stupid because we are going to set up something like, I mean, who knows if you gave me your phone and said, hey, there's this chick. She shows some interest. Can you kind of start the conversation for me and see what you could set up? Buddy, let me tell you something. You go on this date, you are going to be absolutely blown away. Who knows what I am going to have promised her that you are going to do. Now, if that means you have to lay down at the entrance of the restaurant and let her walk on your back to get to where she has to get to, you just have no clue. So you don't want to trust me 
to do nothing like that. And I think that that's the way it is with a lot of guys. Girls tend to take it more seriously and say, hey, well, let's just see, you know, what type of guy he is. You know, let's just see what his thoughts are. Let's just see what his goals, dreams, aspirations are. But guys, no, we're going to have you doing the craziest crap ever. So that outsourcing thing may be more of a woman thing that's even a thing, but... It's supposed to be people getting their friends to take control of their dating apps and profiles because they think their friends may be a little slyer, smarter, wittier, whatever the case may be, and might make better decisions. Well, that ain't guys. We we would we would not do good there. And so I would say it's probably best to stay away from outsourcing also. Moving right along to number eight, the dating trend, cookie jarring. You say, what is cookie jarring? And, you know, most of these things are exactly like what it sounds like. So cookie jarring is you've heard the old saying, uh, well, no, that's cake and eat it, too. But you've heard the old saying of something about the cookie jar, keeping your hand, keeping one hand in the cookie jar or something like that. Uh, I can't quite remember what it is right now. Maybe you guys can help me. But while you date someone, you maintain contact with potential alternatives or fallback options. Now, with that being said, let me say this. Cookie jarring might be okay up to a point, up to a point, because, again, we have previous episodes pertaining to this and we want to be able to uh, we want to be able to refer back to those. Uh, we talked about dating, casual dating, how you end these online dating relationships. And we talked about why you're going through the process with this person to get to that first date, to get to a dating situation. You haven't absolutely cut off all communication with other people that may be interested. You haven't absolutely cut off all communication with other people. And there may be somebody else waiting in the wings or there may be another couple people waiting in the wings. So if this thing doesn't work out, this person that you chose to start pursuing this relationship or friendship or understanding or situationship with, then you have some alternatives. Online dating right out of the gate, I'm going to tell you, is all about alternatives. That's what this thing is about. It's about alternatives. One, it's an alternative to meeting organically. Two, it's an alternative to having the ability to go out and meet in a face-to-face online dating pool. Three, you meet people you never thought or would have never had the opportunity to meet. So this is all about alternatives. Or I won't use the term fallback options, but it is about potential alternatives. Um, And if you, the thing about cookie jarring is if you guys are really getting somewhere and you like this person and this person likes you, then you may want to consider putting the cookie jar away, taking the cookies out, washing the cookie jar, putting it up at the top of the closet and being done with it. And hopefully what you have worked to create and foster and grow works and it becomes a budding romantic relationship that both of you guys enjoy and you get the hell off of the online dating apps or online dating site. But if not, you get your pot and pan or your bowl and mixer and you crank up another cookie dough and you cookie some more cookies and you go back to work. So cookie jarring. 
The next thing, number nine, is cushioning. What is cushioning? Cushioning is breaking up with someone in a nice way. Well, duh. Uh, yeah, I, I would want to be cushioned. I mean, I don't want you just talking smack to me if you're breaking up with me. I just want you to really with me. I just want you to give me the, the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that's the deal with most people. You know, you don't have to go out your way to make it this cool, awesome, sweet, nice thing. Just be honest and just let me know what the deal is. If you're not interested, then let me know you're not interested. If you want to move on, then let me know you want to move on. So cushioning is a trend and it's okay, you know, and if you're the type of person that does care about that type of stuff, then hey, here it is. I just wanted you to know that I think you are the most wonderful person ever. You always smell good. And I really love your choice of shoes with the dresses that you wear. And, you know, I'm just thinking that I'm not at a place or a point in time in my life where I'm ready to, like, just be committed. So and if I ever was, you would definitely be the person that I would want to be committed to because we take great pictures together, whatever that sounds like. But you get it. It's cushioning. It's a trend. If you feel like it's happening to you, look at the person and say, hey, I don't need cushioning. Just give me it straight up. And number 10, talking. Talking is just like what it says, what it sounds like. That's transgenerational. All right. Everyone has heard the term. Oh, we're just talking when there is so much uncertainty about the term of just talking and it's you know it could be texting a conversation between two people who have a clear interest in one another in some romantic or sexual way but who aren't ready to make anything official uh so i would just say keep working at it and hopefully you get to a point relatively quickly where you are ready to commit and you are ready to stop talking and you are ready to kind of get over that hump and what happens when you get over that hump? You get out of this craziness. You get out of the dating world. Do you know what I'm saying? And you find yourself in a situation where there are a whole lot less complications because this thing can get complicated, people. It was complicated way, way back in the day. It's been complicated ever since, and it's going to be complicated in 2022. But as I said earlier, have no fear. It is my job to uncomplicate these situations for you. In ending this particular episode, I'd like to say if there's anything that you guys from a content standpoint feel like we need to discuss or we need to talk about, we need to get researched and bring to you, I can either bring it to you cushion-like <laughs> or I can bring it to you raw, okay? And we can discuss what needs to be discussed to make sure that we are all on the same page and we're all striving to get where we want to get in 2022 as far as online dating is concerned. We want to get that person, that forever person, and be able to have someone that we are emotionally available for, we can pour into, and we can have the best situation possible uh, happen to us because we deserve it. You guys deserve it. We all deserve it. We all deserve to be with that special person, that person that brings out the absolute best in us, makes us feel the absolute best. So I want to thank all you guys for hanging around, listening to the podcast, for joining the podcast, for supporting the project, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for so much. Episode nine is in the books. Remember, we talked about episode 10, episode 10. I think I said episode nine earlier. It's episode 10, first in-studio interview. You guys are going to love the two young ladies that I'm chatting with. They're a ton of fun. Again, we're going to try and press them, see what we can get out of them to move forward. And thank you all so much. Be safe. Be safe. Stay blessed. Stay prayed up out here in these mean online dating streets. And we will be back on Tuesday. Hopefully we can get it edited Tuesday night. Get it to you by the latest Wednesday morning. Online dating in 2022. What you should and should not expect. I'm your host, Drew Knight. Thank you for dropping by and hanging out with me. Peace.